Why do they mask themselves in the first place? Very poorly thought out technology. It's the concept's great, but they should never have released it in its current format. It's absolutely terrible. Unexpected. (laughs) Wind blows, man. (laughs) They're just crazy up in Wyoming. Oh my gosh. Because that's special. Like I love to do. And a lot of people agree with me on that one. You're basically putting a gun to your head and nobody can interrupt the other person. I wanted to buy one so badly. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted one and learn how to care for one. I'm pretty sure that you being a man is not entirely a fact, but it is a very (laughs) strong theory that is supported by a lot of data. You know, if I had more training and resources, (laughs) we can become more superheroes. Are you a god? No. Then... I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers. Only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, mother. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy almost Halloween. Let's just say this episode is going to be scary in unknown ways. But let's end our week right. All right. I like this. Here's my question. What are you doing for Halloween? Anything fun? I have a few things that I'm nerding out that I want to share. Yeah, I know Captain Influence does as well. The final Star Wars trailer just came out. It's scary. We're going to briefly discuss that. And Captain Influence is going to eat some birdie bots. Let's rock it. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Happy Friday. I am The Real Brian. I'm Captain Influence, and I am not eating any birdie bots. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry, Brian misled you all. I'm not that stupid, all right? And yes, I think that that is one of the dumbest things that people have ever done to themselves is eat Birdie Bot's beans. Sorry, it's, it, it's quote unquote fun for you. No, I think it's torturing yourself and, and I would never do that. You got to admit it was hilarious though when we did that oh. episode two years ago. Oh, it's funny to listen to other people do stupid things. It always yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was great. Well, I, I was kind of careful because, you know, I had the... I had the stuff going on. I was eating a couple. I was very cautious as to because I knew the colors. So uh-huh. I'm like, okay, if that, I'm not, not going to pick that one. And I knew to stay away from some of them. And that's, you know, when Sheer Terror got that vomit flavored one and almost literally <laughs> yacked all over the studio equipment. That's when I was like, okay, we're done. And then uh, yep. Night Fox said, I'm giving the rest to my children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I never heard whatever happened. Good move. Yeah, I think yeah, it was probably heard. the last time um, anything fun ever happened in that family. <laughs> probably got in trouble. Oh, well. I, I don't know. I, I'm ta- I don't even know what I'm talking about, but it is almost Halloween. We won't be around next. Well, the next time we get back, it's going to be November 1st. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, we get to do a little bit of some nerding out on that. You know, here's the thing, though. I don't think you celebrate Halloween, right? I don't. I no longer celebrate Halloween. I, yeah. I think the last time I went to a Halloween party was maybe six years ago okay. with See, my wife. And I know and a I lot still of people have, don't. I still have the uh, the Cheshire Cat 
onesie that I wore to that oh, Halloween co- party. Precious. I just we don't have any we don't have any friends in Des Moines who throw Halloween parties like we did in, in Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, so it's just been sitting in the closet gathering dust for the last six years, and it's okay. That's okay. You know what's funny is we had a neighbor next door neighbor when we lived in our house that threw these elaborate Halloween parties. I mean, just over the top elaborate that she transformed the inside of her house. It was a costume party. She actually created these invitations, which I still have because it was so cool. It's a wooden coffin. So, you know, just, you know, I don't know, hand size, essentially. Uh It's a wooden coffin that was, I don't know if she hand painted them and it has all this stuff in it. You open up the coffin and inside is the invitation and then it's somebody's finger that's been chopped <laughs> off and, you know, has spiders all in it and everything. It's, it's really actually kind of disgusting, but it, and it looks real too. That's what's scary is like the first time I opened that, I jumped. I'm like, that looks way too realistic, but it's well, so well done that I'm like, I got to keep this. And so I don't open the yeah. coffin anymore. I just leave the coffin out, but you know, it's just a cool little decoration now. That's really cool. I really, really appreciate when people go all out for Halloween parties. I think the Halloween parties are the best where we live now. We don't get trick or treaters. So normally it's just like, hey, let's just, you know, have fun, whatever. Maybe we'll get together with somebody this year, though. There's a volleyball game on Halloween, which is really strange to me. And I'm assuming there's not going to be hardly any families at this game, but I'm like, cool. We have something to do. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So whatever. It's supposed to snow next week, like all week. Oh, that's okay. Do you remember when we last week you were talking about the, the fall wind that comes? And I said, we haven't had that yet. Yeah, I'm really glad that I said something. (laughs) <laughs> because, because we've had nonstop hurricane force winds ever since. Yep. Yep. That's, that's the season for it, man. That's what happens. In Except the fall yesterday. <laughs> Wind blows, man. <laughs> I've been told that in the middle East at some point, if not still today, uh, in some of the Northern Africa countries, because of the strong winds in certain seasons, Scirocco winds, I believe they're called there mm. that they are more lenient on crimes because they just culturally for hundreds of years have acknowledged that people act a little crazier during the windy season. Anyone out there want to verify that? I'm not going to pull my browser up right now. I learned that many, many years ago. So, well, I know it's true in the sense of people go crazy during windy season here. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what it's like in Wyoming where it just blows nonstop all year <laughs> round. I mean, that's they're just, just crazy up in Wyoming. Oh my gosh. Remember, I've mentioned this before. Remember great harvest bread. I interviewed Julie oh, yes. way back. Yeah, that was one of the first episodes I did. Every October and March, they have the Guinness and Gouda bread. And so Why um, October and March uh, because I get October Oktoberfest and then March is for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, OK. So it is a yeah. it's the Guinness thing, right? But I don't care to me like Guinness and Gouda just screams October for me. Yeah, because of the it's smoked Gouda and there's big chunks of it. Oh, my gosh. So, of course, my dad and I got some. Yeah, it it's oh, mm. jelly, still jelly every oh year. My I'm gosh. jelly, dude. And you know how we've been talking about the pumpkin spice latte and how you said you went to Starbucks. Was that last week? I think you did. It was last yeah. week and you said you were disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah. OK, well, one of the local coffee shops here and I might have told you this off the air, but I haven't told our our glorious community here. There's a local coffee shop that makes their own pumpkin spice latte version called Smashing Pumpkins. I appreciate that one. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, I thought I thought you meant that the Smashing Pumpkins showed up at a local coffee shop. Well, that would be cool too. Uh, that would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
And he walks in. He's like, how's your pumpkin spice latte? You know, because he's got the greatest voice ever. Go Billy. Smashing pumpkins. That's the name of the drink dedicated to Sheila, by the way, for you Smashing Pumpkins fans. Dude, it is. Wow. You know, typical espresso. It comes with oat milk, which I actually like better nowadays than most regular milk because it just has that flavor. But if you don't like oats or if you're gluten free, then go regular or whatever. I don't care. But then it's got actual canned pumpkin in it. And then they use real spices there because they make their own homemade chais and stuff like that. So it's not like a sugar flavoring or an artificial flavor crap. It's actually real spices. Not a syrup. Oh, well, and the only thing they sweeten it with is a little teeny bit of maple syrup. So it's real actual maple syrup, real spices, real pumpkin, oat milk and espresso. And it is one of the best. It's not as good as the one that Sarah and I make because that's special. (laughs) Yeah, but it's right up there and it is hands down the best pumpkin drink of any kind I've ever had at a coffee shop. A little bit of tree blood's all you need to spice something up, sweeten something up. Mm. Here's another thing I made while we're on the drink subject. I'm sorry, but this is just, it's that time of year, man. I wanted to make a caramel (laughs) cider. I talked about that last week. Remember? Yep. So got some of those natural caramels from Trader Joe's and they actually have butter in them too, which they're supposed to. So I make (laughs) my own natural, you know, spiced cider and I go crazy with the cinnamon and the cloves and stuff, but I didn't do as much because usually around Christmas, it's like more cinnamon and cloves and then melted the caramel at the bottom. Dude. (sighs) Taste of October. Mm. I'm going to go to the grocery store, buy some caramels in the candy aisle, buy some mulling spices. Dude, dude, man. I, people know I love this time of year. So it's like, got to get creative. Got to have some fun. Got to have a little joy in the day. Got to nerd out a little extra. Mm, Yeah. I was talking with sheer terror about this actually yesterday, getting my hair cut. She did a fantastic job and she's, she loves this time of year too. I'm talking about hand pump soap or foaming soap, whatever. So I just decided one day that because I'm a Renaissance person and I'm a curious person, like what does it take to actually make your own soap that's healthy for you? doesn't have all the antibacterial crap or chemicals or dyes or whatever the heck are in most soaps. Yeah. And because you know, they're really bad for us, by the way, this is a side comment that goes with this is in high school. I did a bacterial study because it was for a science class. So of course my mom being a nurse had access to auger and Petri dishes and all kinds of stuff like that. So I would get those and I would do bacterial tests. And one of the tests I did was wash your hands with an antibacterial soap and then do a bacterial culture of your hand right after you've washed. And then totally separate time, wash your hands with non antibacterial soap and do the bacterial swab off your hand, which of course there's nothing on your hand, right? Because you just washed, but there's still bacteria. Of course. The culture with the antibacterial soap versus the culture with the regular soap was so disgusting. I mean, weird black mold that was pushing the Petri dish lid off the top that I had to tape it down. Interesting. I would not have expected that, but it is, it's such a long known fact now yep. that has propagated throughout our culture, you know, our culture that antibacterial anything is not that good for you because it it causes bacteria to build resistances mm-hmm. and that's the last thing that we want in a growing ever growing population on a you know on on this earth is is more strains of bacteria that are are resistant to yeah. antibiotics yeah, uh, but sure. and yet people still sell us antibacterial crap and people still buy antibacterial crap in ignorance full yeah. ignorance 
So it's yep. very interesting because I've, I've read multiple studies. I mean, I'm not, I don't go around reading scientific studies or anything, but I've seen multiple articles throughout the years that say just use normal soap because it does just as good or better than antibacterial soap. And if you use antibacterial soap or if you overuse, overuse antibiotics in general, you're basically putting a gun to your head, pulling yep. the trigger, and the bullet's coming out really slow. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of inching towards your head a little closer every year. You just don't do it. Don't do it. Stop. Throw all your antibacterial stuff away. Trust me. Trust the people who study this stuff, I yeah. should say. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, and I've studied it and my mom studied it as a nurse and I know 100% that, and they still use it in hospitals too. They still use antibacterial stuff. That's soap. the weirdest thing. I don't understand that right either. I mean, I, I kind of, here's the thing. Our skin has bacteria on it, period. And it is good bacteria. Well, sometimes it's good bacteria. Sometimes it's not right. Right. But washing your hands with regular soap allows you to keep the good bacteria on your hands for the most part so that it helps to fight off the bad bacteria. But when you wash your hands with antibacterial soap, it kills all of the bacteria, which means the bad bacteria festers big time. Interesting. Because you have nothing to fight it off. And that's exactly the thing with antibiotics is that our stomachs, our guts are full of bacteria, full of it. And it's good for us. And when we take antibiotics, which I get that there sometimes is a time where we have to, I totally understand that it saves lives. But again, antibiotics, what do they do? They kill all of the bacteria, which means even the good bacteria, which causes so many other hosts of problems, which is why there's so much study out there about you've got to take probiotics. You've got to eat foods rich in, you know, probiotics and fermentation and all that. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of it out there and some people know this, but it blows my mind how many people still don't know it or don't care. And if you go down the soap aisle, 98% of soaps are antibacterial. You cannot hardly find anything that's not antibacterial anymore. (laughs) And you're just like, what's what's wrong with you people? What really weirds me out uh, is that doctors will still prescribe antibiotics for people who come in with sniffles. Or because that's what they I want. Know. And doctors are supposed to give them what they want. They, can you give me some antibiotics? Yeah, sure. Instead of saying, no, it's not going to help. You can't you. have antibiotics because A, this is a viral infection and antibiotics won't hurt, help you at all. Yep. And B, it's just going to hurt you. You're going to, you're going to be more susceptible to biotic infection in the future. Yep. So, it, it, but professional MDs are still <laughs> prescribing antibiotics yeah. when they know that that's not what's going to help. And Thankfully, that just, that, it's That's less. humans right there, man. It's less than it used to be, but it's still, it I still happens. So. I know. So crazy. It's funny. Cause like I, okay. First of all, I love scents and smells like good scents and smells. If anybody's ever watched the, the TV show psych, it was his name. Gus. Gus has been a long time since I've watched that show, but I think it was Gus, right? His friend is sidekick kind of thing. You know, it was really his sidekick as more as he was like a, a partner. But anyway, yeah, it was Gus. He had like what he called the super sniffer. <laughs> his nose, you know? And I was like, that's totally me. I, I love smelling scents, And I usually recognize certain scents on people. And I'm like, Oh, you must be wearing this. And you know, sometimes people are a little creeped out by that, but I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I just sure. know these things. So one of the things that I used to love doing would be going to like bath and body works and, you know, I'd buy Sarah lotions and stuff, you know, and, and I just, I love those smells or like they just had amazing soap because of all the great, like, you know, you want a, a Christmas smelling soap and they have it, you know, it's amazing. But it's all like tons of really bad chemicals and a lot of, and it's antibacterial. Every one of them are, there's nothing good about their soaps except for the smell. Other than that, it's pretty much killing you and making you sick, which I was like, okay, I want those smells, but I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to harm myself. So that's why I got into the whole idea of 
can I make healthy soaps with like a natural non-antibacterial soap base and then mm-hmm. use essential oils that actually one, yeah. they smell great and two, they're actually good for us if you get the good ones. Mm-hmm. So that's been my little uh, experiment. Wrapping. So can you tell us the rough formula for making your own yeah. natural soap? Well, I have a couple of, okay. So, and again, I try to do it kind of simply. I go out and I get the Dr. Bronner's soaps, which are, if you ever go to like the natural cleaning aisle of anything, it's those giant bottles that have like way too much writing all over them. And they're in like different colors. <laughs> it's like purple and blue and red and all that. And they have way too much writing. Well, <laughs> they literally covered the entire label full of just like random stuff. It's unbelievable, but that's just oh, okay. kind of what it is. And you'll see what I mean if you ever see it, but his formula is good. It's not antibacterial. I think there are a lot of like Castile soaps, so you can get a lot of just kind of natural stuff. That's good for your skin too. But I get the one that of course is non scented because I want to okay. add my own. So that's your base. Yeah. So get the non-scented one. And then, you know, if you can find some liquid aloe, pour a little bit of that in because it helps to keep your hands, you know, soft, especially in the winter when, you know, it's dry and our hands get all cracked and it hurts, you know, mm-hmm. that helps. And then as far as and then other than that, all I'm doing is throwing in like, you know, a decent amount of essential oils based on how strong you want it to smell. But I have this idea for like the October the, the end of October and, you know, into November soap that I'm actually going to make this weekend, which is going to be balsam of Peru, which is kind of a vanilla E kind of has a pumpkin smell because there's just no pumpkin essential oil at all. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. I wonder why. I don't know. Actually, I, I'm sure somebody who knows pumpkins could probably tell us, but I don't know. So balsam of Bring Peru, it. cinnamon, cinnamon bark, by the way, there's a difference between cinnamon bark and cinnamon leaf. Cinnamon bark is better. Ginger. Well, cinnamon bark is what we eat, what most people know as cinnamon, right? Yeah, and it smells well. Cinnamon leaf has its properties, but bark is definitely the most traditional. Yeah. So balsam of Peru, cinnamon, bark, ginger, and then nutmeg. That's going to be the, the what I'm doing for the first one. Huh. And then, nutmeg essential oil? Yeah. It smells so good. Interesting. Dude. Okay. And then December, I usually start off with like a uh, just cinnamon and orange because it's kind of a good Christmas smell. Mm-hmm. But one of the ones that I do, and actually I re- reverse engineered this because there's all kinds of essential oil blends out there like thieves and immunity or whatever the heck you can call them. And they're really good. They actually talk about how to like basically the ingredients of these blends are really good for keeping you healthy in the winter because that's when most people get sick. And so the reverse engineering of this was they have cinnamon bark, they have orange they have lemon. I guess lemon is like a major cleanser and really good for your body. Eucalyptus and rosemary and clove. And so all of those oils apparently have, you know, a mix of anti whatever microbial, viral, fungal, all kinds of things in there to, you know, keep you relatively healthy throughout the winter. You know, nothing's perfect, of course. And so, you know, you're probably still going to get sick. But point being is, is that it does help. And one year I finally said, you know, forget this. I'm just going to go out and buy some of the bath and body work stuff. And I just used it and I got so sick that year multiple times because it was, you know, antibacterial and everything. And then I switched over to this and I didn't get as sick. So I was like, hmm. but I also add a little frankincense in there because it's Christmas dude. <laughs> so it's no myrrh. Myrrh didn't want any of that. You know, I, myrrh's myrrh. really expensive dude. So no, myrrh. I just myrrh. Like to say myrrh. yeah, myrrh. Just got to get some myrrh. That's right. So dude, that's, that's what I've been nerding out on. And, and it's, 
kind of stupid and fun, but no. hey, whatever. It's it's good times. That's actually really interesting and educational in, in a sense no. because people Thank can. You. That's a good takeaway. How to how to make your own healthy soap, yeah. liquid soap. And it's really not, I mean, it's not hard. <laughs> no, it's, it's easy to do truthfully. And people will say, well, how many drops do you put in? I mean, some Whatever will say want. 50, which is a lot, um, but it's based on how strong you want it. So right. experiment right. and you huh. can experiment with your own blends of whatever, or, you know, like one, I think it was in uh, the spring. I just did lemon because I just wanted some citrus, you know, Yeah, and it smelled great. And that was it. Uh, but I will tell you this, like in the beginning, you know, you got to buy a big, big jug of the soap that'll last you a long time. You got to buy the essential oils, which if anybody's looking, uh, I recommend Rocky mountain, Rocky mountain essential oils. They're the best price for the best quality that I found. And okay. a lot of people agree with me on that one. And so there's a little bit of an expense up front, but you know, we bought these oils years ago. Yeah. Uh, they'll some last of them forever. more recently and, and yeah, they last a while. But the thing is, is eventually just like with anything you're spending so much less because a good healthy natural soap we were looking as like at least five dollars a bottle at least yeah and that's expensive so you know if you're making your own soaps yeah you're spending a little bit of bulk pricing up front but then it's like less than a dollar a bottle after that good it's fun good advice i like that thank you unexpected see (laughs) unexpected that's the renaissance person in me man (laughs) i'm just all i was talking to our good friend kyle who uh, from from the UK listens to the show and we've known each other back since Aero Squad and he's like yeah I'm totally nerding out on bonsai trees right now I'm like dude that is so ah. awesome and I just I love the variety that we we experience here on the show totally I let's wanna, get him on to talk about his nerding out about bonsai trees I want Please. to because I saw we, if you can believe this we were up in Estes at one of the art shows and there was a vendor that was selling bonsai trees and I wanted to buy one so badly. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted one and learned how to care for one. But they were like three to five hundred dollars, and I was like, yeah, wow, yeah. not right now. <laughs> yeah, because because a lot of true bonsai trees, a lot of work and time goes into making yeah. them. So they're so but, cool. Though. Yeah, I mean, number one, we could all learn more about bonsai trees, and number two, we could have someone with a British accent on the show, and that would be fantastic. <sighs> yeah, I, I love listening to his accent. Plus, he's just like he's got a great presence. So. I even there told him go. that. I said, dude, you, you'd be a great guest co-host, whatever, you know, uh, of anything. If you ever, and I'm like, I don't know if you've ever tried it, but you do well. So who knows? I haven't heard he, his response. He yet. may be 10 hours ahead of you, but you can work it out. <laughs> well, we'll both have to get him on and have some fun. Please. Speaking of hearing his voice, one of the things that I've been also slightly nerding out on is Voxer, which is not new. I've used Voxer before. I don't know how old it is. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's a couple years old at least now, but I used what it is Voxer. It is a voice messaging app. So, oh. okay. So first of all, with, and you and I know this with iMessage, if we re- record each other, you know, like voice messages, right? You can't fast forward. And if you accidentally close the text, you have to start all over again. Yes. That's which, awful. Oh, it sucks. Very poorly thought out technology. It's the concept's it great, but they should never have released it in its current format. Yeah, Go it's ahead. absolutely terrible. Facebook Messenger, you can only record 60 seconds max per message, which is really annoying. Um, you also have to hold down the button while you're talking. And also, same kind of thing, like you can't fast forward, rewind or whatever. And if you accidentally close the app or close your phone, it restarts everything and you have to listen all over again. And you can't speed it up. So that's annoying. So Voxer is just a great little voice messaging app. You can record up to 15 minutes per message. I've accidentally realized that the hard way. 
And <laughs> and the beautiful part is you can, you know, increase the speed on it. You can listen to like 4X speed. You can rewind it. You can go back and forth. And there is a little setting in there because it the default is you hold the button down to talk, which is annoying. But there is a setting that you can basically toggle to say push to talk and push to stop. And then you don't have to hold it down, but it's a really nice. What's been interesting is the conversations I've started to have with people because you can't always say, Hey, do you have time to talk right now? Because usually I don't, but it's like, but I have a thought that I want to share. And in writing, texting it, I was going to just, it's ridiculous. It just takes too long. So I'll share my thought right now. And then you get back to me whenever you can. So it's not necessarily, it can be real time, by the way, you can actually listen to someone real time, but it's a, it's a phone app, right? Essentially, yes. It's a voice okay. messaging app that actually sounds really good. And but for your phone. Yeah. But I, I love or, it because I've had more conversation with people since being on Voxer than I ever have. Interesting. I how, love long, it. How, how long have you been nerding out on Voxer? About a this month. This is the first I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, a little over a month now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've used it before, like a year or so ago, but I, I never really did anything with it. And Interesting. finding out that people are on Voxer, it's like, this is, and you can still message people too. You can still send pictures and stuff. It's the same kind of thing as like, you know, with like a text or an iMessage, but the recording well, aspect is so much better. I've learned two new things on this episode. First, how to make healthy soap. And now I learned about this new voice recording app. So, hey. Yeah. Well, you don't know, right? you know the cool thing about Voxer is, you know how I always talk about that. I want to connect There's with more? people. Yes. It's exciting. <laughs> I always say, I want to connect with people that listen to this show. Like let's, let's, you know, chat, let's talk and build friendships and stuff. And Slack sort of has worked for some and hasn't for others and social Slack's media. Yeah. Social media is just like, it's, it's too fragmented. People are on certain social medias and not others, you know, right. Voxer is exactly what I've been looking for. And you can do oh, group conversations too. group, like voice messages, group conversations where, you know, you can have 10 people a part of it and everybody's chiming in and doing stuff. So and nobody can interrupt the other person. Exactly. Like I love to do. Yeah, it's great, <laughs> dude. So from one perspective, I have had great conversations in the way that I've like just wished for, you know, with friends and listeners. And so Here's my offer. If you want to chat with me on Voxer, especially if you don't live in the same city as me or same country uh, or state, well, pretty much if you don't live locally, which is most people chat, dude, let's chat. I'm on Voxer. So my Voxer name is shadow flight. One word, all lowercase shadow flight. It's my gaming name. And, um, you know, you'll see real Brian. Do it. Do it. Connect. Let's have some fun, man. Yeah, introduce you can, yourself. You can get hi. on Voxer too, and then we can start like a little uh, group, you know, message and chat back and forth, and it'll be fun. We probably will at some point. Yeah, you should do it. You yes, yes, yes. Do it. Okay, so let me ask you this: Have you watched Batwoman yet? Batwoman. I have not heard of Batwoman. Okay. So no, it's a new CW DC show, and uh, I was I'm just unlikely curious. to watch it. I, I don't. I don't really watch any of the CWDC shows. Yeah, it's the previews were um, for me. And I'm just going to be completely honest here as a male who loves superheroes. And uh, you know this from the show. I love that people are equally valued, respected, and they work together and they team up and they build each other up. Right. And I'm a man. So, you know, those those are the facts. 
The, I'm pretty sure that you being a man is not entirely a fact, but it is a very strong <laughs> theory that is supported by a lot of data. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, I'm <laughs> the preview for Batwoman. There were some things that happened in it that I was like, okay, that's. Oh yes. That, no, now I'm remembering the uh, many months ago, you mentioned yeah. the preview for the and 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 how it rubbed you the wrong way. There I were some now. things in there that rubbed me the wrong way because of what was said. The agendizing. In it. Well, there was some agendizing, and there was some, in my opinion, lack of respect towards Batman. Right. Um, which in the comics, Batwoman and Batman mutually respected each other. So anyway, but that's a totally different story. So I was like, eh, I don't know, maybe I'll check it out. But I started watching the first few minutes of it, and um, I haven't really seen too much yet, but. I don't know. Like Ruby Rose, by the way, if you're familiar with that actress, she's been in a bunch of different things. She plays Batwoman and I I've liked her in some of her roles. She usually has a really kind of a cool character. She's got a sweet accent. I think she's from Australia. Is that right? I think I, could, I, I might, I'd have to check that one out, but me so love Australian accents. I, I could be wrong. She could be from a neighboring country, but I'm not entirely sure. But I, anyway, New Zealand, Australia, they're, they're different. Just but a I great love accent, dude. Yeah. Anyway, she plays an American accent in this and I don't really love her character at all. So I don't know. I was curious if anyone has watched it, what they think of it. And I haven't delved too much into it, but love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, we would actually. Cause I mean, somebody who, especially somebody who's really into it and has a very fresh perspective on, or a positive respect perspective on it, please let us know. You know, I've been watching, you know, catching up on arrow and flash. Everybody knows that. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in season seven of arrow and I'm in season five of flash and I'm about halfway through. Finally. I mean, everyone's like, dude, you're not done yet. I'm like, dude, there's a lot of TV to watch, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's busy. I'm busy too. So there's a big theme right now going on in season seven of arrow where I'm watching it. Some of you are in season eight right now. I'm trying to catch up so I can watch season eight because it's the final season of arrow, but there's a big theme about the unmasking of vigilantes and heroes And pretty much saying that, you know, vigilanteism, there's a law against it now. So there's the anti-vigilante act. And then they're talking about like, you know, vigilante, like if you're really a hero and you're really trying to help people, then why do you wear a mask? You shouldn't wear a mask. You should expose your face. You know, that's silly. I, I got to thinking about that. And I was like, one, what do you think of that? And what if we actually had real life superheroes and vigilantes out fighting crime? Like, would you want them unmasked? Okay, I have semi-strong opinions about this, even though I barely ever think about it. Number one, I don't get why there aren't more actual vigilantes out there. This is a, we, There are almost 8 billion human beings on this planet. Yeah. And when do you ever hear about an actual vigilante story? They happen, and, and I guess they, they may happen more than we realize on a, on a small scale, like little, like little vigilante actions that people take or whatever. Uh, in their community or whatever, but why why don't you have more people, whether they're crazy people or just really passionate people about you know about you know circumventing justice to 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 or or at least um circumventing the legal system to get true justice because we all know it's one of those things we all know that our legal system is imperfect, right? I mean that's just a duh. Yeah, it's not it, it's it's not bad, but it's not it could it definitely has holes in it. People slip through the cracks, both innocent and guilty, et cetera, et cetera. But why are there not more people out there, masked or otherwise, that don't do that stuff? So yeah. I am a big believer in vigilantism. I would never do it myself because I don't have the courage for that. 
or the wherewithal to do something about it. But I really wish there were more vigilantes and high-profile vigilantes in this world that we live in, rather than just reading about them in comic books or, or watching them on television. I wish there were more. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know, if I had more training and resources, <laughs> uh, I would totally do it, hands down. But I would go out there and get myself killed because I don't, yeah. I, you know, I don't know what I'm or, really or doing. Jail. Yeah. yeah. You're too tall. Can't be a vigilante. I, I know. Well, actually, you know, <laughs> you stand out. Too I am the elongated Vigilantes man. Vigilantes have to be short. They no. have to be short and unassuming. How I'm about the, that? I'm the elongated man. I've got this, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking in terms of reality. No superpowers. No, yeah, even. I'm not I'm even too. talking about Batman. Super intelligent. Really, really rich. I don't. Even, I'm not even talking about. I'm not even talking about that level. Your basic everyday person who says, you know, the legal system's not doing it for me. There's all these bad guys in my neighborhood who are, you know, dealing crack and take things in their own hands. And well, maybe that's what's going on though. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, and you know, the thing is, is that I don't feel like anybody should take things into their own hands and, you know, judge whether someone deserves to live or die. I don't, I don't agree with that um, okay. from a vigil, vigilante standpoint. And that's why I like the flash, for example, is that his goal is to not kill someone. Basically he wants to keep them alive. He wants to serve justice. I like that. And I think that's a good idea. So, <laughs> I'm all for that type of vigilanteism or, or superheroes and all that. And I feel like there are people like Elon Musk, for example, who have the resources and the money to become the next and the brilliance to be Batman if they really wanted to. But he's too, but he's too smart. He's got such a cush. Oh, I know. I'm just on. saying he could yeah. become Batman is what I'm trying to say. You know, someone Maybe. like that. But regardless, there are others that could do things with what they have and the training they have and that kind of thing. But again, what about unmasking? Like, why, why would okay. we expect a hero or a vigilante, let's just say in real life, to unmask themselves? I mean, what kind of a stupid nonsense is that? Because here's the deal. <laughs> why do they mask themselves in the first place? To protect their identity and to protect their loved ones. Duh. Anonymity, yeah. So why yep. the heck would we ask somebody who's saving people and helping us to unmask themselves and put themselves and their families at risk? Like, kind of an idiot. I don't know because I don't, I agree with you. I think that's silly that you, if you're going to be a vigilante, you have to have a mask. You have to. Yeah. So otherwise my, you're just going to get caught immediately and, and you're done. So, so my question is, is maybe, well, first of all, maybe somebody has a different story or a different thought process on this. Like, well, yeah. actually unmasking is really good. And here's why please present yeah. that because I'm curious to see if there's a differing viewpoint, but you know, the viewpoint that they present in arrow is, it's asinine. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's just no it, point to what they're saying. Is it maybe gratuitous? Like they're presenting it as their point because that they're expected to present it as their point or it's socially acceptable to present that as their point. Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot know. of fear. I think there's a lot. Of, I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of a weak plot line right now that I'm seeing. I see where they're going with it and why they actually brought it into place, but it still seems like a pretty weak plot line because it just still to me doesn't make any sense. And again, maybe I I haven't seen the whole season yet. So maybe there's more of a reason that I'm just totally missing, but I'm just curious if somebody has a thought on that, because for whatever reason, it's just got me thinking, why would we want people to unmask themselves and threaten their own lives and the lives of their loved ones and their friends? Why would we ask somebody to do something so ridiculous when they're out there putting their life on the line fighting for us? Well, I think maybe the people who would ask that are the ones that are against vigilantism in the first place, that they want them to unmask themselves so that they are no longer vigilantes. 
Well, sure, but that's a totally different. That's just saying I don't like vigilantism. Okay, well, that's your opinion. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> that, then you you don't get to get saved then, I guess. You know, you're on your own. I don't know. I, it's one of those weird things because we as we as human beings have very dogmatic viewpoints on things. Yeah. And I'm always cautioning people. Uh, you know, when I hear dogmatic viewpoints, I always caution people like maybe you should take a step back for a minute and listen to other people's viewpoints and see why you're so dogmatic. I believe truthfully there are there are truths in this world that I don't really think anyone can deny. And then there's a lot of other gray areas that it's yeah. all a matter of perspective. And I think, yes. you know, if there's a definite truth and somebody's disagreeing with you, well, someone's lying. But the reality is, is that <laughs> if it's a perspective based thing, then how can we become so dogmatic about something, you know, versus like, okay, well, this is how it affects me. This is how I take it. This is my experience. Your experience will be different. And yeah. I can't deny that, which case my quote, opinion isn't right or my opinion is right for me. Then again, you're not, not wrong. That's a good attitude to take towards almost anything really. So, yeah. I mean, and, and I, I'm just as guilty as many people of having certain dogmatic opinions about uh, things like, like vigilantism, for example, mm-hmm. obviously I was a little passionate about that. So yeah, I can see the wisdom in what you're saying yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. And I mean, I know that's kind of a slippery slope too, because I kind of like to say that there are definite truths and there are, essential truths. And then there are a lot of non-essentials. And I think a lot of life is a lot of non-essentials. You know, like I could say, okay, the sky is blue. And then somebody could say, well, not when it's cloudy. Okay, fine. Not on Mars. Yeah. But the reality is, is that on a normal day without pollution and clouds, the sky is blue, right? And that's, you can't can't debate that. No, you know what I mean? Like it's, there are some things you just can't debate really. And there's no reason to debate them, but there are some things that the question is, is why do we debate them? Anyway, I don't know. It just got me thinking. And and I guess my <laughs> my interesting not planned takeaway from this is to just to kind of challenge people and encourage, I mean, each of us to just kind of say, hey, let's be careful how dogmatic we are when it really isn't a non-essential and it really isn't an absolute definite truth. It's more of a, this is my experience. This is my opinion. This is how it affects me. And we all do this, right? We all get advice. And I've received advice and other friends of mine have received advice recently what the person was saying was not necessarily wrong, but it wasn't necessarily true for the person they were giving the advice to, or it wasn't not necessarily that it wasn't even true or false. It's that it wasn't the right advice for that person. Right. Or at least it wasn't the right advice at that time. Either way. Right. It was the right advice for the person that was giving the advice, but it was not the right advice to be given. If that makes sense. And I think that's where I say, that's where we got to step back. And be careful right. and, and buy. I'm so guilty of this too, but I don't know why I just talked about this, but <laughs> it's just kind of one of those. There you go. It's kind of interesting, but the more that we can listen to others and understand each other's viewpoints, the more we can, we can become more superheroes. Amen, brother. Yeah. Booyah. Okay. Let's talk star Wars trailer. The final star Wars trailer <laughs> has come out this week. First of all, the trailer is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Whoever threw the trailer together, both visually and sound wise did a fantastic job. I had goosebumps when I was watching it. Nice. That's me who hate the new star Wars movies with mm-hmm. I mean the main, the main story movies. Sure. So they did a fantastic job of getting you excited about the film. I mean, it looks epic. It looks truly epic with a capital E. The question is <laughs> when you watch the movie itself in a couple months, will they 
or will they not throw in all of the campy, unnecessary fluff that they've had in in episodes seven and eight? Mm-hmm. Well, so how how close to the trailer <laughs> is it actually going to be? Because you know, yeah. trailers aren't always the most accurate, right? Which we know they're not always the most representative of the actual film. So, from a average, from a marketing standpoint, really, really well done. I'm still on the fence because they burned me twice in the last several mm-hmm. years. So Ryan is not doing it, which I think is good. Um, I know JJ Abrams is back doing something, but I don't, I don't even yeah. really honestly know who's doing what. And I just don't, I'm not even going to look. Cause I, I want to go yeah. in with little to no expectations, but with hope again, like hope that they're right. going to redeem it and that they're going to pull something amazing together, you know, to wrap up basically the saga. Cause this is it. Yeah. I think they're going to kill 3PO off, which sucks. But uh, that's just my little prediction. <laughs> he won't really die. No, they're I probably going to plug him into the They're going to they're going to kill him off like they killed off that other droid in Solo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, He'll be part of a ship. That actually does look like the throne room from the Death Star. So, mm-hmm. the Emperor's throne room, I believe it is. It looks like it, so that's exciting. Beautifully done trailer, gives you chills, but I've been burned by trailers way too often lately. <laughs> it gets me excited, but then you go on and you're like, well, that's not what they showed. There's so much epic scenery in that trailer. Oh, you yeah. know, it's got to be in the movie. Oh, yeah. So if the movie is half as epic as the trailer was, this trailer gives me a lot of hope and it makes me actually more excited for the new film. I'm excited either way. You know, one thing that I hope for, and I, I don't know if they're going to do this or not, but the ghost from star Wars rebels was seen flying right behind the millennium Falcon looking on the screen. If you look just to the right, you'll see the ghost or at least Mm. it's that same ship class. I would be so excited if they were to bring in the crew of the ghost live action form, you know, and just boom, they show up and you see a little bit of them. I don't know if they will, but wow, would that be cool for fans? Take the camp out of the film and you can't go wrong in my opinion. Yeah. I don't expect it to be a deep movie, but here is something that is deep. That's just mm. deep thoughts with captain influence. You know how people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I disagree. My imaginary old dog, Jake just learned how to solve differential equations. So I guess the question then becomes, why do I have an imaginary dog? And why did I teach him calculus? I might even respond to that to say, do you actually have an imaginary dog? (laughs) Mm. Quit, quit Mm. dissecting my deep thoughts, Mm. Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. Dude, that is an awesome deep thought. Please continue to teach Jake more, more tricks. Differential equations. I would like to see a time theory, please. If he could create a time machine, you have the best dog ever. Well, he is reading a lot of Stephen Hawking lately at my urging. So, mm. you know yeah. what the music means. Brief history of time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love it. Hey, thank mm. you. Thank you, Captain Influence. Thank, thank you, you for joining us today. It has been an honor as always. Hey, oh, please, honor. dude, dude, go to Voxer. My name's Shadowflight on Voxer. Real Brian, of course, you know. Go check it out. Let's connect. And of course, realbrianshow.com for show notes and links and everything else. Have a glorious week. Happy Halloween. The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.